D-S-N-Y. Baseball week in, another week that the Mets have failed upward into first place, right, guys? Yeah. Seems like it. I got hi guys, it's Yankees Mets Express, Josh Lee and Kiyoshi back at you. What's going on, of, y'all? Part of Elite Sports NY, Crossing Broad, War Gaming, and XL Media, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports. So uh, Lean, your family's all Mets fans. What what's the mood in the house right now? What's the mood? You know, it's funny. You just opened by saying that the Mets are like somehow in first place. Literally in my house, it doesn't feel like they're in first place. They don't even talk about the fact that the Mets are in first place. Everyone's like pretty bummed. They're like, and my brother even says, oh, okay, like it's early, but sheesh, like the Mets do not look good right now. I think the pitching has been stellar all yeah. across the board, bar like a few starts, a, bad, a few bad starts mainly from, I would say, like David Peterson. The Mets have looked really good, This the rotation. Even last night, uh, the Mets lost, but Peterson pitched. She's been by far their worst starter to start the season. He was really good last night. Like, I don't think Mets fans have a lot to complain about. That was a nice bounce back for him. And so I think the rotation, you know, that there's a lot of like, there's a lot to gloat about as a Mets fan, you know, uh, about that rotation. But other than that, bullpen, I think has been improving, but that offense, I'm sure you guys didn't see this coming either. And that's why it doesn't feel like the Mets are in first place because they are just struggling at the plate for the most part, especially Lindor, bro. Lindor looks lost up there. So, I mean, I I, I'm not going to bang on Lindor too much just mm. because, and I, I learned this from reading, uh, I've said that, mentioned this book so many times, Inside the Empire, which is kind of like pulling the yeah. East curtain back by uh, Bob Clavish and Paul Solitaroff. Uh, they said this in terms of Giancarlo Stanton and point used him as an example to point out, moving to New York, regardless of what you do for a living, is a it's process. Yeah. yeah, CC said this uh, on R2C2 as well. Like, he's like, you got to figure out, okay, like, where do I want to live? Where's my cleaner? How long does it take to get to the stadium? Like, where's the grocery store? Like, what, how much space do I actually need? And this is something that goes on in the book. Stanton, actually, for the first month of his first year with the Yankees, he was waiting on his stuff to come up from Florida because the move, because like the truck got lost or something. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I had no idea. Right? Yeah. Like I, 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 I'm probably missing some details, but like he found his apartment, but just getting all of his stuff, it, it, it took, I think, oh yeah, it took about a month for everything to just gradually show up. Wow. And man. so Lindor, like it's an adjustment living in New York. It's also, even though the Mets are a New York team, it's, it's a haul to get to City Field. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And and who knows where he lives, Lindor. Yeah. So Lean, how long how long does it take to get from your house to City Field now that we're on the subject? Oh, it's really close. Like with or without traffic, because it, it kind of depends. Yeah. What what like 20, 30 minutes? Like without traffic, yeah. Like less than 30. With traffic, I would say maximum 
like 50 minutes 45 50 minutes it's yeah, really really good. people it's so close that like people in my town they don't uh they don't drive there they take the train station because the train station like the stop is city field it's literally yeah. called like city field so it's convenient and, and lean you mentioned that you live right on the border of long island correct like, I wouldn't oh, say right. border. I mean, I'm, like, really close to Queens. Yeah, I live in Nassau County um, on Long Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why, like, I'm really, really close to Queens, like, a five-minute drive, so. Okay. Yeah. Because I, the thing is, that when I think of City Field or Shea Stadium, whichever iteration, I remember yeah. that, I guess as a little side note, I used to, I guess now you get to learn more about, a little more about my personal life. I used to date, I guess not, yeah, yeah, date dated someone that lived out there and oh, yeah. at that point i lived in harlem and i had and getting there from harlem took and maybe you can test this too josh yeah it took over an hour on the train alone Man. and that and then i had to hope and pray that i got that seven express <laughs> otherwise that trip can can go from taking half an hour to taking almost 45 minutes so I, I definitely understand how a lot yeah. of players that think that they're, you know, that they're playing for the Mets and might get, you know, a little a little crib and maybe Midtown, let's just say hypothetically. Yeah. That's still, if, if, if you take the train or hell, even if you drive. Oh, yeah. It's still going to be like a 45 minute to an hour commute. Yeah. It's so, like a, imagine if they, imagine if they hear some more New York City geography. Imagine if the Yankees <laughs> played in Pelham Bay as opposed oh. to as opposed to River Avenue. We would never Ooh. go to the games. Like, no one, no, no one. No matter where just, you live, you're and, not and just, going. And just to put those that don't live in the city into perspective, Pelham Bay is the last stop on the six train on the so, Westchester border. Yeah, basic. Yeah, yeah. It's basically in Westchester. Dude, so regardless of where you live, it takes forever to get to Pelham Bay. Like I live on Long Island, it takes me ages. You guys live in New York City, it takes you ages. Like I don't live in Stanford, and I know it was going to take a while. Like right, oh right, you moved Kiyoshi, right? right like, yeah. Even even with that, even, yeah. even what what a no. waste of a beautiful city park, right? Right. Yeah, it's such a beautiful park, and takes forever to get there, so nobody's going to go. But Josh, there, there is one thing I wanted to note about about you mentioning that the Mets are failing upwards. So as we know, because of COVID and because some games got canceled, they only have nine wins. Yeah. And those nine wins, like you said, are are good, are I guess enough for them to be first in the NL East. Now this is coming off of the fact that if you look at, well, actually for one, if you look at the East, they have, the the second the second i guess less or at least second least wins out of that division other than washington that's in last yeah so every other team and the things that we're actually we're the 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 mess at 500 so that's the only thing that's saving them philly um the phillies have 11 wins so does atlanta miami has 10 but yet for whatever reason and the only thing i like to think that that's keeping them afloat is the pitching is DeGrom and, and showman for the most part. Uh, Kiyoshi, you, you know? pointed out the Marlins being in fourth place with 10 wins. I was saying the lean before you jumped on the zoom. Miami yeah. is 
is pretty much in third place in the NLEs because Philly and Atlanta are, are each tied for second. Right. My, Miami, they're 10 and 13, a game and a half out of first place. And somehow they are the only team in the division with a positive run differential. Oh, wow. I just saw that. Yeah. Think the about NL that East makes no, it is. Oh my gosh. You'd think it's like the strongest division and it ended up being like the worst right now. It's like, it's like the NL West circa 2007. They're yeah, all literally. like stumbling out the gate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then, but then you look at a team, well, obviously, you know, but then you look at the West and it's extremely top heavy. You have, yeah. well, not, not, not per se top heavy. It's, it's a lot more competitive now that I'm like really looking at it. Cause obviously you have Dodgers in the lead with, with 15, 15 wins, San Francisco right behind them. Um, and also 59, then Colorado nine to 14. Colorado is not doing anything this year. Not all, like between LA, San Fran, Arizona, and San Diego in that order, or right in between are like right jumbled up within three games. Like Arizona and San Diego are, are out of the lead out of by 2.5 games. And I think the, it's so interesting to see stuff like that. Like even, damn, actually the Yankees are, are four and a half out of, out of first. But, and I know we're going to get back to the Mets. I feel, I feel hopeful. But like I said, getting back to the Mets. Lean, how, how does your family feel about you guys being at 500, having the second least wins, but somehow atop the end at least like how well, i mean it I, it's, it's literally what i just like josh just asked me a similar question and i said like they, they're definitely not focusing on the positives right now like they're bummed mm. for sure yeah they don't they're not liking what they see um i wanted to say that there's definitely like uh room for optimism with the mets like mm-hmm. brendan nimmo is a little banged up but he's like been one of I would say like a top five hitter in baseball to start the season like he's top five in so many categories and I'm sure fans like what they see from him so far Pete Alonzo looks good for sure um and they're getting Carlos Carrasco back to add to an already really strong rotation he should be back in like around two weeks so that's really really good for them and Seth Lugo is close too so um there's definitely some like room for optimism in my opinion, but yeah, the Mets are definitely going to want to like get it together sooner rather than later. I would say, cause also like, I'm sure you guys would agree. The Braves aren't going to stay bad forever. You know? No, they're not. Like, no. Yeah. No. And they're, the Phillies. Young, like, they're too good. No. Yeah, exactly. Even the Phillies. I definitely don't think the Phillies are a huge threat, but like I'm expecting the Phillies to start winning some games soon. So the Mets really need to like get something going so they can put some distance between themselves and the other teams. There's mm. something going on with the Mets. Cause like I, I, I joke about how the Nets are NBA gentrification, but I look at the, I look at the, I look at the net at not, no, the Nets are NBA gentrification. The Mets right now, I look at their performance now, nine and nine, like they're, they're in first place despite playing fewer games. They're, they're the privileged white man of baseball right now, going upward <laughs> into success. That's mm. very true. They're not even playing well, and they're like in the lead in their division, a hundred percent. Just is very astute of you. Ju- just a, they're nine and nine, and wow, this is really they're nine and nine, have a run differential of minus twelve, but yet they're in first place. Like they're, I mean, the only thing that helps them is that they're six and three at home. And nothing else is either as good or worse. Like Atlanta's six and six at home. Right. Miami's four and seven at home. But 
if you look at if you look at the Philly, if you look at the Phillies, they're three and eight away on yeah. a, on away game. So I think that's the only thing that's like really helping. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Josh. It's it is, and, it is and not just that. I I've looked at the Mets uh, last seven games uh, leading up to this. So first off, they're swept by the last place Cubs. They take two or yeah. three. They take two or three out of a banged up Nationals team. They lost to the overachieving Red Sox last night. Over those seven games, guys, I did the math. They're averaging less than three runs a game. Yeah. And That's not the, good. there's no excuse for giving up 16 runs to the Cubs. There's yeah. no excuse for giving up seven to the Nationals. So much like the Yankees, the lineup's the problem. Yeah. And exactly. I don't know whether it's Rojas or it's coaching, but like the fact that the pitching has been so good – but the lineup hasn't, there's some imbalance happening in that lineup. No, Josh, that's a million dollar question because like, like we said uh, before the season started, when we were just doing our podcast, we would talk about how the Mets have like one of the very, on paper, one of the very best lineups in baseball. And now it's, it's a little mind blowing to see what's going on. And like, I, I kind of do what you just did, like sit there and try to think what's going on. Is it Luis Rojas? Is it this? Is it that? It's like, I get it's the beginning of the season, but this is still a little, you know, it's a little worrisome for Mets fans. I, would I mean, there's, a, there's also the consideration that, like I said last week, all of baseball is in the upside down. I mean, I, I only just noticed this when, when Kiyoshi was talking about all the run differentials. Even the Pittsburgh Pirates are above 500 right now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. The, the Pirates are two games out of first place. Yeah, maybe April is just a weird start to the season and then everything will, you know, kind of calm down in may i don't know i hope so because that would mean that the yankees actually turned things around oddly enough I, this also got me curious the mets are you know how i mentioned the um the marlins they're in, they're in like third fourth place but they're the only team in their division that has a positive run differential yeah i went i looked mm -hmm. at all the other divisions right. to see if there's anything similar in the al west the astros are in third place they have a plus 23 run differential the first place oakland A's minus two are you serious? Hmm. Hand to God. I'm looking at that right now Dude, as we speak. What? Yes. What are you oh. seriously? Baseball is in the upside down. You're right. Call Sheriff Hopper. There's a problem. <laughs> Dude. But, but Lynn, I do want to ask you something. So yeah. remember how on, I think it was an episode two ago where I had this, uh, the one thing that could fix the Yankees lineup, which not for nothing, it kind of did. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Just I'm we'll, sorry. we'll get, I, we'll I get to that when we talk about the Yankees. Yeah, Kiyoshi, continue. Right. Yeah, but, right, but, but Lean, yeah, getting back to you, what do you feel? Um, I guess what do, what do you think your 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 family would say to help fix this lineup? What do you, you think know, they would say? Like, hey, they need to do this. They need to do that. They need to hit put this person at third or fourth. What do you think? Yeah, I think it would definitely, like, if I were to ask my, like, dad or my brother, they would definitely make some comments about the lineup. Um, for me personally, Kiyoshi, I'm going to take a page out of your book. I think the Mets should do what the Yankees did. Literally, just completely make it random and just put it out there. Uh, I... Maybe, I think maybe like Brandon Nimmo shouldn't be random. Like, I don't know, maybe I still have him hit lead off just because he's been unbelievable. Yeah. But other than that, like, 
most of the players are struggling. So literally just randomize it all and put it out there because you suggested it for the Yankees. They kind of did it and it worked. So I don't know. Clean up, man. Yeah. So I don't, at this point, I really don't see exactly like who would have thought that for the Yankees, Rubnet Odor would end up being one of the best bats, you know? And for the Mets, it's at a point where literally anyone could end up becoming the best bat right now. So why not just try that? That's just, that's what I think. Baseball's a game of reps. What, Kiyoshi? No, I was just going to say really quick. So, Liam, what, what you were getting to about randomizing lineup. I was kind of saying, yeah, it was it was a sense of random. I feel like there was um, I feel like what I proposed was a little bit less random in terms of just like kind of forcing the issue in terms of like having Garner a uh, bat first and then yeah. Mayhew and then maybe Judge. What if? What if? Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Have Lindor first. Let's just say hypothetically, in this scenario, he works walk. Then have Nemo hit. So now you potentially have two runners in scoring position, then I guess who would be after that would probably be, uh, say maybe even Jeff McNeil or Alonzo so that they can eat. So, okay, here's the thing with that. Um, So, okay, I think, first of all, they might have done that already this season because Lindor has hit leadoff multiple times. Um, not the end of the world. Lindor, obviously he's having trouble like finding his swing, but if you look at his on base percentage, it's actually not that low. So that's not the end of like, he does get on base. So that's not the end of the world. And then, okay. Like you said, have Nimmo hit behind him because Nimmo's just been that good. I don't think I would have McNeil hitting third because he's been struggling. Alonzo has probably been their second best hitter. So that might be a better idea. What you said, like um, Alonzo behind, um, behind, oh yeah, behind uh, Nimmo and then maybe randomize it because the rest of the hitters don't look that great, you know? And honestly, even okay. guys like McNeil, who are usually like the, the, the second best hitter on the team, move him to the bottom of the lineup until he gets his swing back like there's nothing wrong with that i mean this kind of play this kind of plays into what i was what i uh commented just very quietly earlier baseball is a game of reps these are guys who we know they can play we know what they are capable of doing we're seeing this with gary sanchez and his recent benching which we'll get to in which we'll get to in a little bit yeah but like these guys need reps and taking them either taking them out of the lineup or moving them down the lineup like moving them down is a better idea than just taking them out outright yeah, and sure. yeah and so like the yeah the Mets could do the, the picking out a hat but at the same time like I'm I'm just concerned Luis Rojas is too much of a is too much of a traditional baseball line oh, look, yeah. look, look at who his father is Felipe Alou yeah. like I don't I don't think he's even he's even thinking about this no a hundred percent especially with a lineup like this I don't think so either also I'm sorry what is the Mets obsession with Kevin Pillar like, I don't, I don't know how much, if you guys are like catching Mets games, the dude is always just on my screen and I don't know why it's so weird. Like, this is not how you win games. Kevin Pillar is not your answer. I don't know. Isn't he also like super mega on Twitter? Oh my gosh. Are you serious? I thought what? I heard, I thought I heard something how Kevin Pillar was like, wow, I've never was like heard super that. controversial here. I'm going to Google this in a second. So. Ew, I knew I disliked him for a reason. Yeah, here, I'm, I'm Googling this now. And uh, actually, Josh plays right into your comment of the Mets being 
um, a metaphor for white privilege. Look at that. <laughs> Went unnoticed. That's I very true. I didn't know. Yeah, I'd never even heard of this. This is wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah. And he has some, oh, man. Okay. The, we're not going to have any Jesus and Merrill allegedly remarks about this. This is a quote okay. from an article that it's a screenshot posted to, to Reddit. Uh, but it's like Kevin Pillar has some interesting comments on the Black Lives Matter movement happening right now. Oh, Here's boy. the quote. Oh, it's a it's a touchy subject, but I don't think right now as a country, we should be necessarily identifying individual groups of people that need to be uplifted, Pilar said. I think the vast oh, majority of us would like to encourage to uplift everyone and support everyone. So uh, AKA all lives matter. Thank you, Kevin. He's, a, he's another, <laughs> I'm gonna say he's another white man that doesn't get it. Uh, doesn't oh. get it. Really Clearly, yeah. Oh man! So apparently, I found this other website. There's a whole there's a whole website called MetsRefugees.com. It's all forums where it's and there's just this whole thread about how much they hate Kevin Pillar. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But see, that's true. Met fashion. Met fans hating on Mets. Like oh. that, I can appreciate. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, like, I'm also, sure if there's like maybe like a Yankees Reddit that everyone hating on let's just say giambi when when he um when he had to come back from that tapeworm and he was hitting like dog shit remember that yeah so, um all the times that a rod would like strike Who's out literally gonna say a rod bro yeah just yeah i mean as much or fucking jim carl was saying like for oh, the last yeah. two years and and then sanchez well in april yeah but, like somehow he, he kind of heats i mean just like a lot of other hitters, they heat up during the summer, but like notoriously, last two or three years, Stanton just would would just do nothing. Now, granted, he has gotten better. He's incrementally gotten better. His I think his OPB, his on-base plus slugging is actually up there. Because I feel like if he doesn't strike out, he's either hitting a bomb or he's, or he's walking. Yeah. He's hitting a lot more doubles this year, too. Yeah, he's he's hitting. He's more of a well-rounded player this year. Just if he can get that average up, that would be nice. But yeah, and the things that he's swing, the, the well, okay. Before I get into my Yankees rant, is there anything else you want to say about the Mets? I think we uh, just real fast, like we talked about the Met, the Mets is like a metaphor for right for white privilege. When was the last time uh, both of you actually went to a Mets game? I, I'm just curious if I'm the only one who notices this. Um, two years ago. Lee, was yeah, that this, about the, yeah, this same is actually embarrassing. It was the last uh, baseball game that I went to before COVID. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was in it was September. It was the September before COVID. Degrom yeah. struck out ten against nice. the Marlins. Nice. It was the day they were eliminated from the playoffs. Actually, oh, yeah. all the, all this to say, yeah, yeah. I, hilarious. All this to say, yes. like. People like not necessarily Mets fans, but people who root for any other team, they'll say, "Oh, like the Yankees are super right wing. They like they ha- like they like do this, this, and this for the military." And I'm just sitting here going, "Have you been to a Mets game?" Cause, yeah, because <laughs> Yan- y- Yankee Stadium in between innings, you'll have maybe a Army or Marine commercial. Then it's a bunch of fun stadium games, and then seventh inning stretch. Hey, here's a military guy. We're honoring him. Everybody sing. But the Mets, yeah, you you, like it's commercials for the army, and then it's all these montages of like, look at us doing this work with police and first responders, and it's like they're going out of their way to show like to like say like Blue Lives Matter or whatever without actually saying it. Maybe I'm that, not maybe sure. That would, 
maybe that was a Wilpon thing, but so yeah, I'm not sure about the, like the military aspect. I would say from what I like noticed, military was probably like the same between the Yankees and Mets. But yeah, the Mets with regard to like you know like like the police and stuff definitely it was for me it was very nhl-esque like very really? a lot of like yeah i i i i so i i'm agreeing with you like i definitely noticed that they're more like you know like nypd like police whatever yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised because maybe it's been a while since i've been to maybe it's been too long since i've been to a rangers game but i just don't remember seeing any of this at a hockey game no, yeah, I would say that. Oh, because also, uh, I would definitely say like the Islanders are more so that than yeah. the Rangers. Yes. But yeah, I've definitely noticed yeah. like the NHL is way more like you know, police, whatever, and stuff, and even military than other sports. And like that, that all, all this to say, like I understand that you want to give police, firefighters, EMTs their like their due credit because like that because. Despite the despite the various climate in our country right now, like they're all, the purpose of the job is to do good, but but like to do to it that concern, like yeah to to do it that much mm -hmm. well, at a sporting event yeah. that that's just overcompensation. It's very weird, and there's a reason people from other countries like take note of this because no one else does this. It's very very weird and overboard. Yeah, yeah. I anyway. will say just uh, on getting back on the military, I've always noticed. Whenever the Yankees during the seventh inning stretch honor someone from the military, is it just me or do you notice that it's always like a white, usually Italian man <laughs> that lives either in up, either in like Westchester or Northern New Jersey? Almost I've every I've single time, maybe from Connecticut, maybe. I've noticed that definitely seems to be the majority, but I, I've been to plenty of games where it's been either a black or a Latino. Uh, I think, no, late, I no, think lately they've and, been and the trying. Is that I try to think of that. I tried to think, and um, Lean, I'm really sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, no. You're I'm good. really, I really try to think like, you know, when I've, I've at least the times that I've been to a game and the, and the games that I've seen, it's usually an older white. I mean, obviously they're going to be older, but it's usually a, a white man. What if a black man? Hell, a black woman. A, just a woman in general like it just see i mean i guess in this climate i guess it's okay to, to honor you know the military and all like that because not for nothing they they are uh doing a service that not many people to be honest would want to do would want to risk their lives for at the same time why not show a a, a better a more diverse display considering the social climate to show like hey we honor you. We, you know, we're going to honor this this black man that that's in the service. We're going to honor this woman that's in the service. We're going to honor this Latino man, this Asian man that's in the service. You know, but yeah, just want to my two cents on that. No, that's no, no, it. that's that's all valid. I mean, you I mean nine times out of ten during the seventh inning stretch, that's when I run to the men's room. So. Oh yeah, right. agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking of, let's let's shift right to the Yankees. Uh, guys, did my did my uh, Don LaGreca impression work last week? Uh. It did. It 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 kind of it it did, I think between your impression and me somehow predicting the fucking future, it something worked. I mean, it, it's exactly what we wanted for because like we recorded and the Yankees had a pretty gutless performance against against the Braves, but then three out of four in Cleveland. You've taken uh, you split the first two games in Baltimore. The at bats 
looks so much better. And it's a win or lose. It's a beautiful thing just to see like that we're at least trying at the plate now. And, and I think not for nothing, we I feel like we're slowly getting more patient at the plate. Yeah. Like even in the game, I think I think it was either yesterday or the day before, we were working these pitchers. And I think when when you I think it was especially at the that Cleveland game, we were working them. We were letting yeah. them we were we were letting them uh pitch walks. We were letting them pitch deep in the count, you know, uh two, two, three, two, like which, which I can appreciate. And I think as long as we are more as long as we're a, a bit more patient at the plate and letting pitchers tire themselves out. Yeah. I think we can we can definitely capitalize on that. Last night was really a perfect example of that because the Orioles sent this guy Bruce Zimmerman to the mound. And I uh Cone, David Cone said on the Yes broadcast, like, oh, he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of velocity on his fastball, but he's got that big drop curve. He throws a change up. Back in my mind, I'm going, okay, if he doesn't have a lot of fastball velocity wait till the second time through the order, he's going to start leaving balls up in the zone. Look what happened. Mm. Uh, Lean, what are are you thinking so far since uh, you, (laughs) you're like waiting to be the pessimist. I can just, I can feel (laughs) it through, through zoom. Here we go. go. Just get it out of your system. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to start by saying, I'll start with the positive. Okay. I I am definitely, I feel a lot better. I think that the Yankees are doing a lot you know, well, right now, definitely you guys hit a lot of nails on the head. Um, Offense looks much better. The at-bats, so, like, you can see the improvement. The at-bats of almost every single player. Um, I think even the pitching has gotten better. Uh, Corey Kluber last night, fantastic. That was great. That was back. Yeah, that's what we – that's exactly what we've been waiting to see from Kluber. Um, I think Davey Garcia, I didn't watch that game, but I watched highlights and I got the rundown from some friends, uh, looked rough to start the game settled in. I looked at his line. I really wasn't that upset from what I saw. He made two mistakes the entire game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you're definitely like seeing some improvements. The bullpen is still elite, you know? Um, other than Nick Nelson, of course, whom I have never liked, by the way, you can go back to early episodes and catch me talking smack about Nick. Uh, Nelson. Can I offer, can I offer like a, a semi hot take about Nick Nelson? Sure. Nick Nelson is the new Jonathan Loisaga in that the Yankees, they see a lot that they like in this guy, but they have to commit to what he's going to be. Cause the best thing that Loisaga, that they did with Loisaga was that this year they said to him, you're a reliever. You're going to be like sixth or seventh inning, or maybe the eighth. Sometimes that's your job. And and you you saw it yesterday. He threw a hundred mile per hour two seamer. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Josh. Is like also as someone who is a pretty big Loisica fan. Like I love the kid, and I think he's going to keep improving and become really good. I want nothing to do with Nick Nelson. I low-key never want to see him pitch again. Uh, as no, a- no, Lane, hear me out. And I'm saying this as the because like Loisaka bro was like never even close to this bad, even when he first came up. Like this is next level. Jonathan Loisaka's problem was that the entire is that for the most of, for the first couple years of his career, they were using him as sort of like a hybrid guy. So he was throwing yeah. pitches, he was throwing the fastball, the slider, the curve. Now that he's out of the bullpen, he's got the four seam fastball, a two seam where he throws sometimes, and the changeup. That's it. As James would say, four seams or no seams. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I, okay, anyway, anyway uh, we, we could talk about Nick Nelson. I, I want to, like, finish my rant so that you guys can yeah. feed off yeah, of the rest of the it. stuff that I'm going to say. Okay, um, great. So, yeah, I, okay, just talked about the positives. Yeah, okay, look a lot better in certain aspects. But um, the issue is you have to kind of look at the opponents first those when they started turning things around against the Indians. Okay, the Indians have a great pitching staff and it was fantastic that the Yankees were able to do as well offensively as they did against that pitching staff. But also the Yankees are kind of lucky that the Indians didn't really respond with the bats. The Indians have are one of the very few offenses in the league that's worse than the Yankees. So mm not really that much of a testament to anything and then the orioles last night okay they looked great but the orioles stink you know so like for me for me it's i'm gonna kind of hold my excitement until the yankees are able to a consistently do this and b consistently do this against good teams not against some of the worst teams in the league um and i kind of just like I just wanted to like go off like a, a few issues with the team and you guys can like, we can have conversations about it. Yeah. Um, these are like things that are most concerning to me and they're most glaring issues like for the Yankees. Um, obviously like catcher is definitely a big one. Like, as we know, Gary Sanchez is now like getting benched from Kyle Higashioka, which is like cool. Cause Higgy is actually like yeah. playing really, really well. No one would have expected the, this. The more I read about Kyle Higashioka, the more I want to hang out with him. Yeah. He seems like a really cool dude. He's a yeah. metal, he's a metalhead who loves dogs. What's not to yeah. like. Yeah. yeah um, and then yeah. I, I, I think you, um, I think also you have some like issues in the outfield as well. Uh, Aaron Hicks is still struggling. I think he's he's improved. He's looked a little bit better, but like yeah. you know, he's still not where you want him to be. And then Clint Frazier for Ugh. me is one of the biggest talking points on this team. Josh, you might recall before last season, I like would talk about how much I am I'm like not a Clint Frazier fan at all, and I wanted my feelings to kind of like turn around after what we saw from him last season. But I'm just like I'm really not feeling it with this guy. Even with the glove, I feel like last year was a fluke season, um, and it was it was fine at first because Brett Gardner was producing, but now Brett Gardner isn't really doing anything. Yeah. So you have a problem there. And then with pitching, pitching overall has been fine. But let's look at Jamison Tyone. Tyone really, like, I, I really don't like what I'm seeing from this guy. And I no, think he's a liability I, in the no, room. No, 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 no. He, I, I don't know, Josh. No, Jamison Tyone's fine. His, his velocity is there. His location is there. He, ha, he has this problem. Every start he's had, he's run into one bad inning. And the one yeah, bad like, inning goes but like the yeah exactly but like you know that's you can't you can't say like you can't see that and be like he's still a good pitcher he has one bad inning like in no you know. it's here's what you have to remember Jamison Tyon has not pitched consistently in two years no I understand mm. that but like yes, again like, th- like that doesn't mean that he's good in, you know in a saying? vacuum his stuff is good it was a good trade for the Yankees just wait in in like I have a feeling that probably in the middle of this month, maybe around June. It's going to take a while for him to get it, to get going. It's going to be frustrating to watch. 
but he has not looked remarkably bad in every start. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so at all. But it's just like you know, like if he keeps pitching like this, the Yankees are not going to be in good shape when he starts. The fact that, that he, the fact that he looked as good as he did in Cleveland up until that one play, uh, yeah. that that one inning where he was just leaving balls up in the zone, I think he was fine. That would have been fine there. But like, and but I do want to say, Lane, I do, I agree with what you said of like, oh, who are the Yankees playing? The Indians yeah. are terrible. Yeah, the Indians like they lost a lot of their teeth now that Lindor is gone. But at the same time, if you go back and look like from 2019 through like let's say 2016, uh, or just reverse that, uh, playing in Cleveland has always been a thorn in the Yankees side, and they went in and took three or four. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but like. But like Josh, also when this happened, like the 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 Indians were really good during the period that you're talking about. Like they were like one of the worst, best teams in baseball right now. Like I said, they're like a bottom three offense in the league. So I'm really like yeah. I, I don't know. I like again. I love I love what I saw from the Yankees during that series. Other than like the last game, but. Yeah. I, I need to see more and I need to see it consistently. Also, also just want to point out, because you mentioned how good the Indians pitching is, which it is, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. The fact that they were able to get to Aaron Savali and Shane yes. Bieber, they came down, they came back from down three, nothing in two of those games. Yes. Yeah. And, and then they even trailed, I think they trailed a little bit when, when Cole was pitching as well. Uh-huh. Uh, like the fact, yeah. Like, actually, fun fact about that I don't know if you guys knew this the Yankees have trailed in every single one of their past 14 games. I think it was, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, that's also something that's like a little concerning, but yeah, yeah. I mean, one way or another, it seems a, a corner of some type is being turned. Agreed, mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah, yeah. so hope, hopefully, we can we can just ride this out, we can get back up on the horse very soon. So, so lean to to kind of respond to what you were saying. I, I you do bring up a couple good points. Um, I think in terms of how, like gosh, okay, it seemed like he's hitting up, so you kind of have to start him, even though not for nothing. I had a lot of hope and promise oh, yeah. for uh Gary Sanchez because it seemed like he started off really, he started off pretty good. Honestly. He started off as one of our best hitters, yeah, right, and then he kind of I guess cooled off so I think for Gary Sanchez maybe I think maybe you put him in SDH maybe you have Sanchez DH a couple times which is initially what I what I always kind of envisioned before him because he's not as good defensively as Agashioka and even with Stanton you know maybe just Switch off days that they that uh Stanton and, and Sanchez DH. Also, well, you could you could put Stanton you could put Stanton in the field too because like Frazier and Gardner are both trash right yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah, but at the same time, how much how much do you want to risk Stanton pulling a hamstring and being? I mean, no, I'm not saying months. regularly. It's just all of <laughs> Kiyoshi's idea that like when Sanchez DHs every now and then play Stanton in the field. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah actually, let's... actually, actually, yeah, you might be onto something. Have someone stands in the field. Gary DHs and then and then vice versa, you know, when 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 um if only as a way of getting Gary some at bats. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. and away from not to get rusty behind the behind the plate. But um but lean, you do have a good point that the teams that we have beaten are at the bottom. I will say this these this month, this last month has been very humbling for the Yankees. Oh because yeah. 
I think like we mentioned before in past podcasts, we're used to getting off to them getting off to a good start, being first, if not second in the AL East. And, and so, sorry, Kyo, sorry to interrupt. Just like you said, we're used to getting them off to a good start. Not necessarily a dominant start, but like a start right. where, like, yeah. where like, not they, best. Where yeah. like the, there's ups and downs, but they, they're genuinely like on the right track. Yeah, right. they were not in like damn near last place. Right. So I think this is humbling. And I think potentially if we can kind of um, embrace this kind of grinded out kind of team, I think especially early on that can give us better success, hopefully going later into, into the fall so that we can say like, hey, we've been in tough spots before. Yeah. We've been last, damn near last. Actually, yeah, we have been last in the AL East. Yeah. We've dealt with bullshit. We've dealt with, with hardship, with not being able to hit. We've changed things up. We weren't afraid to change things up. We weren't afraid to, to shake things up. Boone got in, um, I think I think it was either yesterday or the day before, got in the um's, got in the um's uh, face because yeah. that, that, uh, that run didn't score. Yeah. I think that's the kind of fire we need is is to know I've been saying yeah. for I've been saying for like a week how like with as bad as the Yankees have been, yeah, Boone yelled at the team in the dugout, great, I, or in the clubhouse, great, I love that. Get kicked out of a game that really fires him up. Yeah, I love it. I love Andrew Boone. Him getting kicked out of that game didn't produce a win, but at least to know to know the my the the, the my that my manager, my coach is 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 willing to go that much out on a limb for us. And even if he's might be dead wrong, the to show that he's willing to get kicked out of a game for us to defend us, I think speaks volumes. Yeah. Now, the, the now just really quick, another thing that you said, Lean, like I guess their biggest bright spot is is our bullpen. And and I'm very glad I guess it's a good transition to the trade. Um, Talkman for Wani Rodriguez, which uh, uh, Wandy, Peralta. Uh, Peralta, yeah. Peralta, thank you. Which I'm not sure, I guess we can all share how we feel about it, but I guess for one, I was a little, honestly, I was a little shocked only because Talkman was I f- was in moments very clutch. I think there was a couple, there was a game a couple weeks ago where a double scored him in from first. That speed I think I think was was great to have in the team. He's not the only speedy guy, but I think that in a especially in in the later innings, having someone like that was 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 a, was, was key. Um, I know he wasn't necessarily the best in the field, but I think having another arm, especially a lefty, can't really hurt, especially considering how much we've relied on guys like Litke and Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson and Chad Green and like. And Loizaga, like to have another, especially another left-handed um, arm in the pen. I'm not sure how hard he throws, but just having another lefty, I think, can only help us. I mean, it would be nice maybe around the tread day, tread, uh, trade deadline, that word, maybe get another bat, another infielder. But what do you guys think? Um, Josh, before you go on your, because I'm sure you're going to talk a lot about Wandy Peralta. I just wanted to say about Mike Talkman real quick. I, I'm I'm obsessed with pitching. We know this. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if this is this is a reason why, like I really don't have a problem with the trade. Take away Talkman's fluke 2019 season, 
and he's a 208 hitter with zero home runs and 107 career games. Um, I, I, we all loved what Mike Talkman did in that 2019 season for sure. But, you know, sometimes guys just go to a new place and do really, really well. And it ends up being a fluke. And I think, and I said this last year as well, I think that's what Mike Talkman is and always was. And he is a speedy guy who's good defensively, but you know, he's, he's definitely, he's expendable. He wasn't untouchable. And I personally think the Yankees made a pretty good move, adding some depth to the bullpen. Josh, you can take it away now. Yeah. I mean, I said this to people. Oh God. Uh, so I was talking to uh, lean about this Kiyoshi before you uh, got on zoom. Right. Um, and so uh, what was I going to say? So I have a group chat on Facebook that started out as like, cause it started out as a subsection of a greater baseball group chat. Okay. And, and, and I said, you know what? 2019 Yankees Astros ALCS. We don't want to just be clouded, clogging the chat with us bitching about whatever. Let's create this just Yankees chat. So then we can happen. Right. Two years later, this chat is, is it's become Yankees Twitter. Like every, every move that they don't like, or if, so, if a player does something, they don't like get rid of them, get rid of them. This team sucks. Boom's terrible. Da, 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 da. And so with Talkman going, they're like, what, why, why are they getting rid of Talkman? Wandy Peralta is terrible. Da, da, da. Oh. And, and first off, I said to them, neither he's Mike Talkman wasn't playing overwhelmingly better than either Brett Gardner or Clint Frazier to justify being kept around. Yes. Mm. Like out, out of those three, he's the one as bad as Clint Frazier's been, he's the one I like Talkman's the one I trust the least in that thing. Also, like Clint Frazier, a lot of people, including the organization, consider him to be a, at least a contender for the future. Mike Talkman is not. Yeah, because yeah, Clint Frazier, at least in his 20s, Mike Talkman, I think, is 30 or 31 already. Right. Um, and and similarly, like Clint Frazier, we can see in his at bats, he's just laid on fastballs. He's gonna get there. Mike mm. Talkman, like was just terrible but here's why here's why the trade works first off the yankees have been using their bullpen a lot wandy peralta is a fresh arm i looked at his fan graphs page he averages 96 on his fastball he is a majority ground ball pitcher he gives up i think 26 percent soft contact and i think his hard contact is way less than that so his he's yeah he's got an era over five and ten appearances this year but it's all bad luck not just that wandy peralta has minor league options remaining. Mike Talkman doesn't. Yeah. So, so getting rid of Talkman wasn't so easy because you can't just send him to the minors. You have to place him on waivers first. And then when that happens, a team picks him up and the Yankees get maybe international signing money or a low-level prospect. By, tr- by just committing to trading him to the Giants, they got something back in return and a pitcher who can probably help. Yeah, to ha- I mean, I'm also thinking about it. Having a, a left-hander that rolls hard, that pitches, that pitches to to ground ball contact, I think would be perfect. Now, the- but, see, but then here's the other issue: Gleyber Torres. He, I think, as the last time I saw, he was, I think, second on the team in errors. Wait, not, wait uh, you know, a, an well, asshole or anything? I'm just thinking about that's. I'm in the kind of dawned on me the other, I guess maybe issue with the teammate with 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 the Yankees is defense unfortunately I mean 
Okay, yeah, actually, this might go, like, off of that. Um, I don't, Josh, especially, because you like uh, numbers with regard to pitching. Sure. I don't know if you guys looked at his, Wandy Peralta, his uh, MLB percentile rankings for the 2021 season. This is a baseball savant. There, he is literally above average in every category, mm-hmm. except for K percentage, which is definitely something that you like like his chase rate he's 94th percentile you know like you you see a lot of stuff that you like um I think just looking at his numbers up front it was a little concerning but once you like dig a little deeper you see that this might be something that you can work with and it's not like Peralta is going to become one of like the top relievers in this bullpen like the the best are still the best and they're going to be used more it's just a nice depth option Kiyoshi though uh, what you just said about Gleyber Torres Mm -hmm. um, yeah that's definitely a point of concern the Yankees defense really has not been great and that's definitely something to to be concerned about I'm just hoping that maybe they can, you know, as time passes, they can get a little bit better in the field, stop being so reckless. Josh, what do you what do you think of that issue, like the whole uh, ground ball thing? I think that Glaber Torres' defense early on has been very frustrating, but I, I'll say this much. After Boone kind of reamed him out for not running out that ground ball against Atlanta, it's clear, like, he's kind of done a reset. His swings are yeah. looking better. He says he's feeling better and better every day. And in the field, you can see that he's been putting in that work with Carlos Mendoza, the bench coach and also the infield coordinator. And he's getting the balls quicker. He's seeing them better. He's slowing, he's slowing down the game for himself. Yeah, he, he's definitely – he's looked better with the glove for sure. Um, I just hope, like, he keeps improving because dude is, like – He's pretty bad defensively, so. Yeah, and I think that after this season, the Yankees are going to take a long, hard inventory at the infield because they're, they're committed to DJ yeah. LeMahieu. Like that, Obviously. The, yeah, the contract's there. If Glaber's bad is there, they're not going to trade away like 30 home runs a year just because of bad defense. At that point, it's going to be, okay, with, who of Luke Voigt or Gio Urshela is more expendable so that we can possibly switch the positioning up a little bit. For sure. That's that's what I anticipate will happen, actually, because I, I really don't think Labor Torres is the shortstop of the future. I really do think the Yankees are going to go out and get one. Um, I think he's definitely, yeah. you know, second base is more the thing for him. Or even try a third. That's They were giving him a world there um, be before he hurt his elbow in the minors. And and not for nothing, guys, something I, I just looked up, Urshela actually leads the team with three errors. So defense is definitely something that I think having a middle infielder is something we definitely yeah. would need to trade for. Because Urshela has three, Sanchez yeah. has three, but that's kind of why he got benched. And then Torres is, has two. So I think maybe if we can look for a trade, especially for Torres, because I, I, honestly, not for nothing, like especially after last year, I liked him. I was rocking with him heavy, especially after, I think, the two the 2019 season where he hit like 20 home runs. I was oh, really 30, rocking with him. Over and 30. now he's... Yeah, over 30. I seem like he's kind of 
in the bed. So I maybe I mean, listen, maybe we could use him as a trade piece because people know what he's capable of. I don't think I don't think Torres is going to be a trade piece for at least a couple of years. And to be honest, I don't know about like or well, Kiyoshi, I guess you just said how you feel. I don't know about you, Josh. Even me, like I miss pessimism and I don't want Torres traded anytime no. soon unless it's for like you know, as someone that you can't say no to, like an absolute star, because like, yeah. I don't think we've seen enough bad from Torres consistently to say that he's a bust. Defensively, fine. I don't think he's even ever going to be an average defender, regardless of position. But offensively, it's still confusing. Even what we just said right now, like he's already turning things around with the bat. He looks yeah. a little bit better. So I don't know if I would trade him. But like I just said, I there's a stacked shortstop class this free agency and i think the yankees absolutely need to sign one of these guys we need one of these star shortstops for sure um and kiyoshi going back to what you were saying about geo and like errors and stuff this mm -hmm. kind of ties into wandy peralta and the concerns that he brings because if you look at it even the yankees infielders that are usually very good defensively Gio Urshela is usually a very good defender like they're struggling this season like you said Urshela leads the team in errors hasn't been that great with the glove even LeMahieu hasn't been particularly good with the glove either so there are definitely like some concerns with the overall defensive performance of the infield yeah and and not for nothing lean um I guess to your point maybe I was being maybe a little bit ahead of myself at least labor to be put on the trade block because you're right, you know, as a team, including Gabriel Torres, all, all of the hitters have been a, a bit more patient. I think what can create impatience is, is having, is having uh, three of the uh, three, I'm sorry, three of the what four errors, uh, leading errors in your infield. Urshela, Torres, actually, no, yeah, Urshela, Torres, yeah, yeah. and Odor. Odor has two, two as well, and he just got here. Yeah, Odor but, also can't field. He never has been able to. He's been, yeah. he's been, he's been a very streaky fielder. He, yeah, he's, yeah he's I think, so I, I guess to amend what I'm saying, maybe potentially to put Gleyber Torres on the, on the trading block, just maybe try to explore something, you know, to like, like um, um, Lean, you mentioned, to try to get someone back. I think it's just trying to tinker with the seams so that we can build momentum because as we all know, momentum can be a very, can be, can be a very good thing and can be very beneficial and yeah. honestly dangerous for, for everyone else in the MLB, especially if the Yankees get hot and we, let's say, especially if they get hot by the time we, we play the, we play the Red Sox, which I think is coming up in a, in a couple games. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think yeah, it's. Oh no, it's not for a while actually. I'm yeah, I was gonna say. I don't know. Yeah, I thought for some reason I thought we were playing the, not we were playing the Red Sox uh, earlier than I thought. But the whole point is is to build, is to help manufacture runs and build momentum, which I think is uh, the best. Thing actually, going back to defense because Kyoshi, while you were talking, got me thinking. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we should like give our opinions on this i'm looking at outs above average and uh glaber torres aaron judge and clint frazier are all between 10th and 15th worst in the league and outs above average josh what do you think of that 
Uh, well, we don't have a lot of time, but I'll but I'll offer this. Yeah, I think that quick. I think that it's very early in the season. Defensive numbers, as I've said before, especially outs above average, DRS and UZR, those those are meant to be built up over a three year period before valid opinions are formed. Yeah. Um, but the Yankees defense has been an issue since last year. For um, sure. And look, the the fact that Torres he got reamed out chewed out rather and just like kind of owned his mistake same as same as Aaron Judge went with his base running error the other night oh, yeah. the fact that this team is starting to show is starting to cell phone show some accountability and it's not and it's not like Aaron Boone is just co- is just covering saying yeah I talked to him it's covered the fact that they're going out in public saying I made a mistake that's on me I'm gonna move on and grow from it yeah um but let, before we go let's just take a look at the upcoming schedules for both teams Yankees have the Orioles uh, tonight uh, and tomorrow afternoon before a weekend series with the, with the Tigers. I'm, I'm, man, I might actually go to, oh wait, no, I can't go to any of those games, damn it. Anyway, um, and then the Mets have the Red Sox tonight, then tomorrow off, and then a weekend series in Philadelphia. That, that's an important series for the Mets. Yeah. Honestly, both of these series, in my opinion, are important. The Yankees have more of a chance. They're taking on the Tigers, one of the worst teams in the league after the Orioles. This is another chance for them to like keep working, to right the ship. And for the Mets, like you're facing, your division is weird. You need to gain some traction. You're taking on your division rival of Phillies. Like they need to do some damage in that series. So these are important series for both teams, in my opinion. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm just excited. I'm just excited to watch Akil Badu this weekend. Facts. Yeah, he's fun. I will also say that the the one thing that I think kind of helps the Yankees is we're getting we have it seems like we have this um we've had this little streak of like bottom tier teams that we can kind of build momentum off of. Instead, we just finished playing the Indians, and did we split with them? No, we took three or four from the Indians. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, we took three. Yeah, we took three or four. Hopefully we can take, you know, two more from the Orioles. Then we go up against the Tigers. So it seems like we have these kind of like I guess quote unquote softball teams that we can potentially and hopefully win out, build momentum. Because coming in fourth, we got the Astros. At yeah, home. exactly. And then the Nat and but but then we get the Nationals at home as well. But right after that, we got the Rays in Tampa. And that's a good place have- to close the show because otherwise I'm gonna get angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but 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 just real quick, I, I know we gotta we gotta go soon. But yeah. I think as long as we can dominate and not dom well, hopefully dominate, but win these last two, one, three, four, five, four, five games. These next five games, if we can build some momentum off these next five games, take three or five, three or five, I think we can be in better and position um, until we go up against the Astros on May 4th. And, and last bit before we before we say our goodbyes, even if you lose the game, show some fight. If you if you lose oh, yeah. if you lose the game, but you were grinding it out from start to finish and things just didn't go your way, yeah, the loss sucks. But at least you were at least like the the effort was there. It's not like you come out mm-hmm. looking and not like the team comes out looking like uh, as as my one friend said about when the Yankees were looking rough last year. I've seen more life at a funeral. No, oh, yeah. So, Anyway, uh, anyway, hopefully both teams, uh, can, the, the Mets can turn things around more consistently. The Yankees can maintain their consistency. This has been the latest Yankees Mets Express. You can find uh, 
us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Josh B E S N Y. Me on Twitter as well at Lean underscore Amin. You can find me Kiyoshi Atkins at It's Kiyoshi, and also on Instagram at It's Yosh. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Thanks for listening, and always remember. The Brooklyn Nets are evil. You just oh lost the game. And as always, stand clear of the closing doors. <sighs> Hashtag Nick Save all the way, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.